The Red 78. The most important thing was the intensity and the mentality to go after the game. As a coach, why did he only give away nine penalties this week? Available every Wednesday. Don't miss a moment of action. Subscribe to the Rugby Channel on the OTB Sports app and turn on your notifications now. OTB AM with Gillette in association with Movember. Effortless shave, magnificent mode. Now, Michael Verney is with us. We're going to talk to the Hurling All-Stars in a minute, but Davey Burke has been named the Ross Common Football Manager. Um, you were saying on Twitter it's a good appointment? Yeah, Davey's very shrewd, uh, shrewd manager, shrewd coach. He had two very good years with Wicklow. That was after leading your native Kildare, obviously, to that under-20 title in 2018. Yeah. Won a county title with Sarsfields uh, a year later. He was with Sarsfields earlier on this year and probably disappointed maybe with how they, how they fared. But, yeah, I don't know. He was at a, a coaching clinic recently, really innovative coach. Thinks deeply about football, watches uh, an incredible amount of football. Um, I think it's a, I, like Roscommon were uh, kind of teetering on the edge, I would say, of where they were going to go. And as regards the options that they had, to me, he was the, he was the best option. Um, it's funny, Frank Roach did a piece in our paper today. Um, and he pr- probably was leaning towards Brendan Hackett taking the job, as in older managers are in vogue now again yeah. 10 years ago it was yeah. young managers yeah. you know it was early 30s uh, but Davies now like he was the youngest manager inter-county manager when he took on Wicklow in 2020 he's still the youngest inter-county right. manager now um, but could yeah. be the youngest manager for the next 20 years but he could be <laughs> but like it's, it's interesting like Conor O'Rourke is retiring yeah. Kevin McStay is retired Jack O'Connor's retired I think Jack O'Connor was the oldest All-Ireland senior football winner manager ever last year right um, and a lot of the managers will tell you now they need to be retired they need time uh, Liam Kearns is the same with Offaly uh, retired from the from the guards you need an awful lot of time uh, and I know Davey talked before about the sacrifices on his own health of being involved in inter-county management but like I remember chatting about that and he's going through all the negatives but if anyone's listening I, I love it you know you know what I mean and, that's yeah. it. and he does love yeah. it and he'll uh, Roscommon's not a million miles from him where, he, where he's based um, it, he was he was forced to finish football at quite a young age due to a lot of injuries and just was thrown straight into coaching and he's taken to it like a duck to war yeah it'll be very interesting for Kildare supporters to watch how successful he is thinking you know mm-hmm. maybe maybe he should have got the job but well, it's a funny one because Roscommon are Division 1 Kildare yeah. Division 2 so he's taken a step up technically it's a good job yeah, yeah. No, I don't, no one in Kildare is looking down on Roscommon football going you know uh, we, we can't at this stage oh. but the Dream Team scenario came in and that was too irresistible to the county board and I can totally understand why as well yeah. so Mark McHugh is an interesting appointment alongside him. Um, I, my wonder is, Mick, like 12 weeks to appoint a new manager. Like Monaghan took a long time, Donegal took a long time. But is that what it is? Just the, the time taken in terms of commitment levels is such that it's going to take two or three months for, for some counties to get managers nowadays? Well, it's not as appealing maybe as it would have been before. Yeah. I think people are, even though it's a shorter season, which should help, and maybe you think that's one of the reasons why maybe Jack McCaffrey and Paul Mannion are potentially back with Dublin now. But... Uh, like it is it's a huge commitment particularly for a younger man and you have to be at a a younger man or woman you have to be at a certain stage in your life I'd say like you're not going to be expecting kids I'd say you know to be an inter-county manager now you just don't have time you probably need them, need your kids to be at a certain age as well and it's just a difficult one yeah like uh, Donegal were the goods of 120 days I think mm-hmm. Lookerford uh, Roscommon were 12 weeks uh, I just think it's been gas and I kind of said it at the time you know all the stellar tickets that were in the mix for Mayo uh 
so only one ticket was going to get it of the four but if you look at where the rest of the candidates have gone there's about seven or eight involved in inter-county management be it coaching or otherwise so sometimes you're waiting to see what happens if you're a, in inverted commas Leicester County maybe or not outside of the very very top tier you're waiting to see what happens in some other counties and see where some of the big hitters go and then maybe take the fall shall we say yeah and the other thing is that everybody was like oh this has to be you've got to appoint them now there's club championship matches you're missing it's like well okay that's this season but this is hopefully going to be a two slash three year appointment ideally it's at least three years before somebody so this three or four weeks that we're taking to get the decision right in the long run it's the right thing to get the right person yeah. as opposed to rushing in this guy's available right now we need to get him well that's what happens in the GA to be honest with you because I've seen it with club managers particularly guys that do the merry-go-round just say Burr for example are looking for a manager shall we say hypothetically you'll hear all sorts of rumours about who's available and who's not and you'll hear that a guy that might be in the mix or a rival club you'll hear some all of a sudden a rumour that this oh no they're after him and then the call is made and it's like okay we have him we're sorted and then maybe six months later you're thinking mm, maybe, maybe we should have waited wait. maybe we should have just <laughs> you know went through the process of waiting it out a bit more but that's what happens but I think Ross Common have gotten a very good guy in, in Davy Burke uh, very forward thinking coach and a guy who digests a, a crazy amount of football every weekend he's involved with um, Manute Sigerson team as well which mm. kind of felt like the link between Kildare and Manute needs to be very solidified it's like a big opportunity for them to use this as a breeding ground but anyway it's uh, another day's work so the, the hurling all-stars the football all-stars was very very straightforward Tommy had 14 out of 15 correct is the hurling all-stars as clear cut uh, it's clear cut enough I'd say Jerry yeah um, like Limerick are going to dominate there's no point in saying any different but there's, a, there's probably a couple of positions set up for grabs say one half-back position that would be somewhat up in the air maybe one midfield position I'd say I'd say thereafter I'd, I'd be confident enough you'd have 13 or 14 of them and maybe one might fluctuate the big one for me Jerry is uh, I'll go down through my team in a minute but the big one for me is uh, the cornerback position and particularly that number two shirt so this is an interesting one Sean Finn will be going for five all-stars in a row and Sean Finn is the best cornerback in the country okay but Sean Finn and I love Sean Finn as a player but Sean Finn was not the best cornerback in the country this year so the all-stars are picked on this year with due, with due credit to the players this year they're supposed to be yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. so Mikey Butler was the, be- was the best man marking cornerback in the game this year you're given you're given the, the give me one minute to get to that because yeah. I want to just go through this here right so the goalkeeper nominees are Aidan Murphy Galway Owen Murphy of Kilkenny and Nicky Quaid of Limerick and you've gone for Nicky Quaid yeah no I have gone for Nicky yeah um he probably doesn't get tested maybe as much as, as as the two other keepers there probably particularly Owen Murphy um, but that's just the nature of the defence guys around him and goalkeeping is not about shot stopping anymore that's a big part of it but his distribution is his distribution is so much better than any of the other keepers there he puts balls in positions that are so advantageous to his forwards um, and he's just he's, he's the building block everything starts with him so Nicky Quaid for me there he's pretty humble as well I remember talking to him at various stages after all Ireland finals and he's like uh, last couple of minutes you're just lorrying it down on top of that half forward like, that is certainly easy. not the case that's like, definitely not the really? case they don't lorry ball down yeah he, it's, it's so methodical what he does and he's the quarterback that starts every attack basically you do feel like if if it if for whatever reason it looks like he's lowering it down it's because Grod Hegarty has his hand up and it's going straight yeah, to his hand yeah. Grod doesn't even have to jump and it's like well well that's a big help as well it's no point in saying anything different it's it a big is, help having, having Hegarty Hayes, Hayes and uh, Tom Morrissey there but a lot of the time there's runs been made 
to make space for him to put it into. His job is to put it into those areas. And do you know what it is as well? It's the timing of it. It's one thing putting it there, but it's putting it there in the player's stride so he yeah. doesn't even have to stop. Yeah. Um, and he does that so, so good. Okay, so I, I think you've given away who is your number two. You're going for Mikey Butler. Yeah, Mikey Butler to me was the best uh, man-marking probably defender in this year's championship. It's amazing to think he was coming back from a cruciate and a, and a broken kneecap. This is his first inter-county season. Uh, he's only about five foot seven, five foot eight max. You know that great picture of him doing the doing the water in 2014 for Kilkenny. He was water by, and he's like he's he's pint size. And Richie Hogan is beside him, and then Lee Chin is beside him. It's like little, you know, bigger, very big. And he's made. Uh, he probably wouldn't have been well touted as a potential senior star but he was brilliant this year he was man to match in the Leinster final where he followed Cottle Mannion a lot of the time he kept Tony Kelly anonymous in the All-Ireland semi-final and he had a good final as well It kind of changes how you think about Kilkenny into the future having somebody like Mikey Butler come on the scene where it's like Kilkenny don't really so they've had good underage uh, talent coming through but not that type of defender who you can rely on who might be a shutdown corner yeah like Brian Cody trusted him at marking the opposition's best forward in his debut season and he was he was absolutely brilliant funny enough uh, the, he did the matchups for the All-Ireland final maybe wouldn't have suited him maybe someone like Galan who's very good in the air so he was just he was just picking up Graham Mulcahy and I would say he, he won that duel but maybe he wasn't allowed to have the same influence as, he, as he'd had in some other games so to me to me he's the, he's the all-star cornerback yeah. it, it's close between him and Sean Finn oh yeah it, it yeah. is close yeah I'm just really interested to see whether whether legacy gets Finn over the line and I think Finn is Finn is the best cornerback in the country um, but he wasn't the best cornerback in the country this year if you get me uh, you've gone for Hugh Lawler at fullback what was the competition here like uh, stiff enough yeah probably Mike, Mike Casey from Limerick would have been would have been very close Dottie Burke from Cork as well uh, Hugh Lawler came back from I think he had a broken thumb in the middle of the championship and he came back and he had a bit of trouble with Conor Whelan maybe in the first 20 minutes of the Leinster final but was brilliant thereafter he's your prototype modern day fullback he's about 6 for 4 He's fast. He's good in the air. He doesn't have a fixation with hurling a load of ball. Do you know, fullback is a stopper, mm. essentially number one. He minds the house really, really well. And he probably got the better of uh, of Aaron Galan, the All Ireland final. Had he not, Galan would probably have been in the running for hurler of the year. So, I think it should be two All Auckland Gales club men side by side, two and three. That's pretty impressive. Uh, you've gone for Barry Nash at four. Ah, yeah, sure. He's probably changed what a modern day cornerback is now. He's like a floating cornerback. He's as much of an attacker as he is in a defend as, as he is a defender. Bombing down. When you see him raiding through, you know you're in serious trouble. I don't know if there's ever been a better distributor of a ball as a, as you know in that fullback line. Traditionally, he's just humped long and he does anything but that. And again, it's been a long time uh, before Finn last year. It had been a long time before a cornerback had been in the hurler deer conversation, and he's firmly in at this area you're in, the, you're in the, the cornerback fraternity Mike yeah. you're obviously going to put that argument forward like, how is that position uh, like when you think of former all-stars in that position like the likes of Ollie Canning or Tommy Welch probably was picked at all-star a couple of years there as well like how has it changed is it, are, are there different attributes for a cornerback now than there was even 10-15 years ago I think the principle of being able to uh, stop your man first and foremost is still it's just about the main duty I'd say but like gone are the days where you're striking ball over the shoulder and just lorrying it down the field you have to be able to look up you have to be able to break a tackle uh and he's as potent of a weapon, a cornerback, yeah. coming forward and starting an attack as any player out the field is. And that's, like, I think it's 19, it's 30 years since Brian Corkin got hurled the year as a cornerback. 
at, ni- at 19 and the game has probably changed an awful lot since then and it just shows you how good he was this year for a cornerback to be in that hurler deer conversation he was outstanding from start to finish so the half, there's no competition for him for Barry Nash I don't think so, no. Okay. Because generally now, the way Hurling has played, there's two in the full back line now and two in the full forward line. So he kind of comes out. I think it's perfectly set up. Like I put it to you this way, when, I, when you pick an all-star team, you like it to be realistic as well. Like what would happen here is Mikey Butler and Hugh Lawler would be the two men inside and Barry Nash would be the floating one. So yeah. it picks itself perfectly. Well, we were talking about this with, with Tommy when we were talking about the football yesterday, is that like some players in modern football, their job is to be a sweeper and on the ball and so it's kind of easier in some respects yeah. to look great because mm. you're you're the pass before the pass that makes the goal or you're the one who like steps in and intervenes whereas uh, for Chrissy McCaig to stand out it's much harder for the yeah, man markers yeah. to stand out it's much harder oh big time yeah and in a way I don't know like maybe we need best man marker you know and you pick three of them and you're like best sweeper and you pick one I don't know I don't, I don't know how to answer but making it realistic is like yeah, well, I think you have to be picking. They have to be picking a team like you would want it to go out and play. Yeah, and I'd be more than happy to have the two lads inside and Barry Nash sweeping essentially as he does. Okay, uh, really weak full back or half back line here. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Dermot Burns, Declan Hannan, and Park Mannion are your three. Yeah, this, is, like, this is going to be it, isn't it? This is what you think the All Star is going to. Yeah, be. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, You'd, uh, you wouldn't like to be trying to penetrate that half back line as a half forward. I know what you're trying to think how you're going to break him down. Uh, Burns was on another planet this year, boys. Like just ridiculous what he was doing. There's never been a half back that does does what he can do that can hurt you from 100, 100 110 yards. Uh, like in the first half of the All Ireland final this year, Owen Murphy put a puck out down. Burns puts the claw up and puts it back over the bar. Like you know, Kilkenny are gone from being on the attack to you know. It's negative. Yeah, yeah, basically, yeah. And so, so quickly. And such a crisp striker of the ball as well. Like when you're playing Limerick now, you're trying to think, how are we going to stop Dermot Burns hitting us for three or four points from wing back? And Tipperary actually did it really well this year. They almost shoveled a lot of bodies to his wing so that he never got a clean strike away. Yeah. And they managed to keep him off the ball. But he's, yeah, and his free-taking ability, they just, they just trust him from anywhere inside 120 yards, it's a... And it's not just the freeze that's going to make him hurler of the year if he is hurler of the year. It's it's the all-round game. Oh, yeah, big time. Um, I was chatting to Cyril Farrell about him last night because I'm just doing a piece for the paper on Saturday and he just said, the one thing in college with me also, he was always so mad to attack the ball, attack the ball. And half-backs a lot of the time now, you see it at club level a lot of the time, their first duty is to stop the ball just stop it going through and he does that brilliantly but not only does he stop it or break it down he usually brings it on with him as well so there, he's gone from his def- main defensive duties to stop it perfect but then he brings it forward and sets up an attack and his ball inside to the forward line is class and his work alongside Hannon like those two guys are just like two peas in a pod there and link so unbelievably well I was reading um, John Fogarty uh, last night from earlier in the year where he was picking his July All-Stars at that particular juncture and he had, he had Burns, Hannon and then Paddy Deegan of Kilkenny at left wing back. Like, he had a great year as well but mm. it's hard to argue with the final three. Yeah, you, you see some of the names on that list that don't make the, the half-back line you're like, Jesus, this is yeah, strength yeah. and depth there. Like, Yeah, Paddy Deegan probably suffered from the fact that he to mark Grode Hegarty in the Ireland yeah. final realistically uh, but Parik Mannion to me it, this year was back to his form of 17 and 18 when he was uh, really in his pomp and particularly when they were struggling even in the Leinster final against Kilkenny when they were 
there was a sinking ship in the last 20 minutes he was still the one leading the fight and same against Limerick this year Do the, do the finals and semi-finals like we were talking yesterday do they count for, for double in your in your mind like Tom O'Sullivan very unlucky to miss out in the football all-stars well, positive and negative right well like, yeah and, but Mark and Shane Walsh in the final probably similar to, to yeah. the league and probably did him out of an all-star potentially yeah, actually, you don't know yourself. Most of the stock is placed on the semi-final and final, realistically, yeah. and that's why we move to someone like Tony Kelly in a minute. That's why there's the potential for him to be left out because he's such a quiet semi-final. Mm. But, but like, you can't forget what happened in Munster before that when yeah. he was on and probably on another planet to any other player in the province, realistically. But there is an awful lot of stock placed on it. Yeah, I do feel for the defender who is on a team that is so good and has been brilliant all the year, and then is trusted in the final to go up against the best hurler in the country. You know, putting in an all-time great performance, and you're like, "Well, you can't be an all-star because you were." But I, I stood, I tried. Like I, you know, I was good enough to be considered for that role. You know. Yeah, no, I get you. Yeah, it's not simple. Yeah. Anybody else who is close to getting into that half-back line or full-back line? Uh, Dermot Ryan from Clare would be close in my view anyway um, again another player who when Kilkenny were battering him in that semi-final he was kind of he was standing up I think he had a couple of points for play that day he was good in the Munster final as well see it's funny it depends and we're talking there about what duties you get depends on what duties you get in a given yeah. day sometime like Dermot Ryan you c- could maybe say had a quite enough Munster final but he was dueling with Tom Morrissey at times he was dueling with Gerard Hegarty at times if you're not touching the ball it's not necessarily a bad thing as long as they're not touching like Gerard Hegarty had a quiet Munster final I think he was on McInerney for most of it Tom Morrissey it was good in the Munster final but they had a good battle do you know what I mean sometimes you're not going to get that 8 or 9 out of 10 performance yeah and look for when it comes to the, the midfield that's I think that the whole point is like what is the role of the midfielder so the nominees for midfield David Fitzgerald of Clare Ryan Taylor of Clare Tom Monaghan of Galway Dara Fitzgibbon of Cork uh, William Dunhill of Limerick and Adrian Mullen of Kilkenny Mullen's in your team and Joseph Cooney's in your team yeah, I've gone. I've gone a bit rogue there. I've You're going to get in trouble here now. Yeah, not, not nominated in midfield, <laughs> but uh, uh, well, it's, uh, the thing is, right? He played half back at times. He played midfield at times. And he played half forward at times. Um, midfield is not that definite. Like to be honest, Adrian Mullen didn't play midfield a lot of time for Kilkenny either. He no. played half forward. He was an outlet at middle of the field when they were breaking out of defence, but he wasn't playing midfield a lot of time. So to me, midfield is, is fluid enough. This is the one where. I've probably gone for personal preference here uh, rather than what I actually think it will be. I think more than likely David Fitzgerald will get picked midfield alongside Adrian Mullen, which I just thought Joe, Joseph Cooney had an unbelievable year. Um, getting on the scoreboard a lot and he's a real utility player as well. When when uh, Gerard McInerney went off in the All-Ireland quarterfinal, he went back centre-back and just slotted in seamlessly uh, I thought he was brilliant Jerry. he's very good against Limerick as well but he's unlikely to get it well that's the thing isn't it so if you if you do really well and you, you're like a Jenga piece or a, um, a Swiss army knife that they, they move around then you, you get punished when it comes to the selection for this mm-hmm. and that's also not fair like I don't know is there a way around this where you know there's a mark given properly that takes into account possessions blocks hooks you know how often you are free on the ball as opposed to like have this good instinct he showed up on the highlights I know what you mean trying to add a bit of science to this but it's impossible and and it's adding science to what's such a subjective exercise really and it does come down to personal preference and personal opinion take the fun out of it too much science (laughs) take the fun out of it you need a bit of artistic poetic license and kind of pick your own people like you know I put put together a piece last year on the the goalkeeping position and got a lot of really interesting stats to show who should have been the all-star goalkeeper and I thought it was and I've Brilliant time for Owen Murphy. I think he's probably the best keeper of his generation. But you know, a lot of the stats pointed in Nicky Quaid's favour, particularly with what he was doing when he had the ball in his hand. And 
but he didn't get the All Star. <laughs> so yeah, well, so Cooney could get out of the reckoning because he was man of the match at centre back. Maybe not have been man of the match, but it was sensational there. But it's like, well, he didn't do his best stuff at centre back, and we can't put him in centre back. Yeah, can't yeah, put yeah. him in midfield because he was, you know, like. But if yeah. Colin Cavanagh can get picked in the football full back a number of years ago, then. Why can't they? they? I mean, they can switch it around. I think when that happened, I think there's license to put anybody anywhere. Really, <laughs> yeah. like, do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So you think it's going to be David Fitzgerald and Adrian Mullen? Adrian Mullen close enough to a shoe in? Oh, he's an absolute shoe in. Yeah, uh, probably had a quiet All Ireland final by his standards, but before that, um, he I think he must have had the goods of about twenty points from playing this year's championship. He's there, was, there was pressure on him. Like I definitely remember pre pre um, tournament, we were talking. I think it was um, with Paul Murphy, and it was like. Been a lot of talk about Adrian Mullen. He's been injured for a while. This is it now. He needs to stand up and be one of the leaders of the team. And then, like, three, four points from play every game. Yeah. Showing for ball and actually really stood up to it. Yeah. And, like, he's probably what's he's probably the one player that's going to lead Ballyhale, I'd say, forward for the next 10 years as well. I was chatting Jackie Tyrrell about this and he's kind of saying, when you look at the, the Ballyhale journey, he said it started with Henry. would say the relatively recent generation has passed on to TJ and he thinks it's passed on to Adrian Mullen now. And you're talking about pressure being on him. Like, he's what? He's, no more than 23 I'd yeah, say yeah. like it's mad like really can I go to bat for Willow Donoghue here like Napier Sagan Limerick people are going to be uh, getting in touch like he's he's unbelievable uh, the John O'Shea potentially of this all-star selection fairly underrated um, probably should get one but will he I think you've even done him a disservice there. Uh, Patrick, yeah. Patrick Vieira is what I'd nearly yeah, associate yeah. more with. And this is another thing. I think Willow Dunham was the best midfielder in the country. Right. But I don't necessarily think he was the best midfielder. This, like, I think he's head and shoulders above the rest of the midfielders in the country, if I'm honest. But again, he does a lot of the, of the less glamorous work, shall we say. He does a lot of the spoiling. Yeah. Um, we need a science to take that into yeah. account. Now, like, now, I think yeah. he did the same last year, but was probably more effective, if you get me. Um, but... I take your point Shane if they're looking at picking definitely an out and out midfielder yeah. who definitely played midfield all year there's a possibility that he could slip in there definitely and like I've went to bat for him more than anybody like he was he was absolutely uh, robbed in 2020 of an all-star uh, so he should definitely should have two to three under his belt already uh, that wouldn't be a massive departure if they picked him but on this year's form I'm not sure Do you think the all-star committee picks uh, based on that like even Thomas Sullivan has two already, so they're thinking, oh, maybe we'll, we'll give someone else one, and will it will, I mean, you know, could they give one to him this year, given that he, he did miss out, as you say, in years where he probably could have got one? Do you think that comes into the reckoning at all, like the, or is it solely based on the year? We never know, we don't know the behind the scenes how these are things are picked, but... Well, I've, I've talked to some people who've been in the room. Of course, yeah. Apparently it's less, it's less fractious than it used to be, because they can't smoke anymore. And I'm not sure they can drink anymore. <laughs> no, they can't. Right. No, no, they can't. Crack no. Sure, Back yeah. in the day, apparently it was, um, they would have lasted... A long time. Yeah, but we're all, Shane, on that point, we're all like human, like the same as referees, like, yeah. you know, it's very easy to, you know, think of that, oh, he missed out, maybe we, we were wrong a couple of years ago, you know, that's that's the way life works. Like, Yeah, yeah I, I, my, my biggest thing for all this is, uh, I thought Aidan O'Mahony was in the, should have been in the conversation for Man of the Match in the All-Ireland Final when he marked uh, Michael Murphy out Oh, it. yeah. Didn't get a mention, didn't get an All-Star that year, and I'm like, that's the hardest job. M- Murphy at that stage was the best footballer in the country. Mm had not the impact in the Ireland final that he should have had because somebody does one job better than anybody else is able to do it that for me is an all-star and it's, it's your point about like that unseen stuff and that's where there's no science to this but if your job is to find space and you're actually the extra forward who plays as a third midfielder yeah. and you're scoring three or four points maybe you should be scoring seven points yeah. do you know <laughs> yeah, yeah, like you, yeah. Have, you have you have 
12 chances and you score 4 points and everyone's like yeah but we forget the wides really yeah yeah but I, I'm going to always bat like as a cornerback down through my years like unless someone watches a game closely you never get any credit yeah. so I'd always bat for the lads who do the less glamorous jobs yeah. and would say the likes of an O'Donoghue or an Aidan O'Mahony that's the reason Kerry probably won the All-Ireland lads in 2014 realistically like yeah. and unless you're looking closely at and you see how he's spoiling how he's tracking every run you're not going to take into account just how good he was on that given day that, that sort of thing annoys me I have to say the half forward line you've got Garrod Hegarty Kyle Hayes and Shane O'Donnell I think maybe people are sleeping a little bit on how good Shane O'Donnell was this year as well. O'Donnell was brilliant, particularly coming back from uh, you know his concussion issues and wondering whether he'd ever get back playing club hurling, let alone county hurling. Uh, again, when they were struggling, like he was brilliant when they were going well, and that's fine. But I'd always look at a guy when their team isn't going particularly well. They were struggling against Wexford in that quarter final. He came up with three to four points at the end of that game. You know they were being tanked by Kilkenny in the other semi final, and he was still the one that was taking it to them. Um, I think he's an absolute shoe in, I have to say. And obviously, Hegarty scored 1 5 in the All Ireland final, was in the reckoning before that, and scored 3 14 from playing his last three All Ireland final appearances, has saved the best to last. Uh, that All Ireland final display this year, I put up against any display in an All Ireland final just for from second one to the last second, it was near perfection. And then you're looking at Kyle Hayes, who like Kyle Hayes is the best wing back in the country at seven like he Dermot Burns offers one thing Hayes offers a completely different thing he's a marauding wing back but he went up centre forward and just like in 2018 when he got young of the year like he was one of the big one of the big differences like I think he had four points in the All-Ireland final as well Is there anybody close? Tom Morris he's always close in, in that sector again another guy who uh, he probably has not been talked about this year as much because he wasn't on the scoreboard maybe as much as he as he had been. He's definitely he's definitely close and in the reckoning there. But I, you know, Shane O'Donnell is probably the one that some people would question. But to me, I think he's I think he's a lock. I have to say. Okay, uh, the full forward line is Tony Kelly. You've gone for TJ Reid and Aaron Galan. So TJ's a nominee for Hurler of the Year. So that's he's definitely going to be an All Star. Yeah, definitely. And uh, Galan was in the conversation uh, coming into the Ireland final before he was, you know, quiet by his standards. But still ended up with three points. And just because people would say Tony Kelly didn't play corner forward, well, he played corner forward or full forward in some games. But again. Very few teams play three inside now. So he's coming out. Yeah. He's coming out to the half line. He's coming out to midfield. And people would say maybe TJ didn't play inside. He played inside enough. He played corner forward in the All-Ireland Final for large, large stages. And Galan was nearly always inside. Um, Galan's just so dangerous in the air. It's funny, I was chatting Kieran Carey about this recently. He said that Aaron Galan wasn't actually that good in the air until he really went after that. He was obviously good at ball on the ground and they really went after it uh, after it in training with the well, with Patrick's well. And he just, he just got it really, really yeah. quickly. And now he's probably, you know, one of the best in the air and he just drifts in behind. And if you let him drift in behind and he catches it, it's probably a goal straight away. Okay, who's close in that full forward line then that might get in ahead of. Well, is it Tony Kelly who, who's at danger here? Tony Kelly is probably the one most at risk, I would say. Um, Connor Whelan from Galway wouldn't be a million miles away, uh, just probably because they were beaten in Leinster and didn't make it to the All Ireland final. He's probably going to be overlooked, but he had some great tallies. Particularly, he was very good in that Leinster final when nobody else was playing well until Hugh Lawler literally, literally knew all I need to do is shut this man down somewhat, and nobody else is going to contribute because that's what happened on the day. And Kilkenny yeah. won the game. He won't be far away. Desi Hutchinson won't be won't be one that anyone's really going to be talking about. But Waterford had a terrible championship, and he'd a brilliant championship. He scored he scored five from playoff Sean Finn when they played, um, and he. 
he got six points in their last game against Clare when nobody else performed. They probably won't be talked about, but they definitely deserve to be in the conversation. Hurler of the Year's Dimmer Burns for you. The nominees TJ Reid, Dimmer Burns, Barry Nash. Yeah, I think Burns hit 36 points over the course of the summer. Um, and I remember down in Limerick, it was literally Burns scoring one end. Uh, down in Clare, I should say, Burns scoring one end, Kelly scoring the other end. It was just a game, uh, uh, basically a game on the scoreboard between a wing back and you know the best forward in the country. Yeah. Um, and you know he had a really solid All Ireland final. And I think I think he yeah I think he's I'd be very surprised if it was anybody anybody else. The young hurler of the year, Mikey Butler, Owen Cody, and Kieran Joyce are the nominees. So. You would expect because they were still on a final that it's going to be between Butler and Cody, is it? Yeah, Cody would uh, would do something that I don't think anybody else has done. He'd be hurt, young hurt of the year three years in a row if he does win it. They changed it, excuse me, they changed it to under 22 this year because um, probably the amount of candidates, or sorry, it's uh, yeah, it's under 22 uh, because the amount of candidates maybe at that age weren't particularly big up until this year and then this year we had plenty of candidates it's just the way it works because maybe lads are making an impact in inter-county at a, a bit of an older age now but my worry is and I know Will O'Callaghan's probably looking I'd be wor- worried that there's going to be this Montreal screw job here where Mikey Butler doesn't get corner back but he gets Young Hurler of the Year as compensation <laughs> now that's not to say the Young Hurler of the Year is voted on by players but to me he's the obvious candidate and I just hope he like, gets both yeah but it's not like it's not, you know, Mikey Butler's young lad. Oh, you get one next year. We no. don't know that. No. Mm-hmm. Uh, 2022, to me, is the best cornerback. So he deserves to be an all-star and I think he deserves to be young hurler. Well, you could get injured, you can miss for, who knows, you know, yeah. travelling. Like. Yeah. Colin McCarthy on YouTube. Uh, Tony Kelly hasn't performed at the business end of the year, in, year uh, again in this year. No impact on the quarter or the semi-final. Well, I think he hit three or four. I think he hit four from play in the yeah. quarter-final. So that's now, not bad. Yeah, he was he was quiet by his standards, but there was generally a hangover over the whole Clare team after that Munster final. There's another thing as well, lads, is that when a team really throws it down to Limerick, they seem to be have an inability to back it up because whatever uh, whatever effort it takes if you look at Kilkenny in 2019 when they beat them the last championship defeat they've had they couldn't back it up in the All-Ireland final mm-hmm. look at Clare in the Munster final this year couldn't back it up against backed it up somewhat against Wexford uh, you know very poor against Kilkenny you look at uh, there's a couple of more teams even that have thrown it down to them and whatever it is the toll it takes yeah. they can't back it up uh, it makes sense you know they're, that's why they're the greatest team potentially of all time they're on track for it anyway they're getting there yeah OTB AM with Gillette in association with Movember. Effortless shave, magnificent mode.